0: Well, good day, everyone, wherever you are in the world, whether it's evening or morning for you. Welcome to Kingdom Conversations. My name is Glenn Blakeney, and you can learn more about our ministry, Awake Nations, at our website, awakenations.org, or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and so on. I'd love to connect with you guys. I have the privilege uh, on a regular basis to connect with some amazing men and women of God that are doing great exploits in the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know that today you're going to really be blessed as I have a great conversation with Dr. Sam Kojoglanian. And uh, Dr. Sam is a cardiologist. And his practice is actually, he's referred to as the mender of hearts, and he uses his God-given skills to practice with passion, to heal with compassion, and to inspire his patients to live healthier and stronger lives. And that certainly is a good thing. But Dr. Sam is not only uh, a great cardiologist, but he's also, these are my words, an evangelist called to heal hearts. And mend souls. He's also the founder and the director of Beacon of Heart Ministries. So, Doctor Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. I know we're going to have a great conversation. We tried previously; we had some issues with uh, technology. At uh, I know this is going to be even a greater interview. And the devil is defeated in Jesus' name. So, welcome hey. to the program today.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Great to be with you, Brother Glenn. Great to be with you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate your time. We know you're really busy, and uh, so we we really are honored to have you with us. You know, I just wanted to ask you just to share your story in terms of um, where you you grew up and then your transition to the place that you ended up becoming um, a doctor Uh, just give us a history because it's really very fascinating and where you were born and, and where you grew up. That's, that's a powerful testimony.
1: Amen. Born in in a small place called Jerusalem in an Armenian community and uh, literally born on the Mount of Olives. Believe it or not, it wasn't an accident. There's a hospital there. And so born on the Mount of Olives, that's where our Jesus Christ is going to come back in his second coming and his feet's going to touch the Mount of Olives. And and then all governments of this world will break down and our Jesus will rule. Blessed be his name. Can't can't wait for that day. Uh, but, But born there and then my address, our address was the Via della Rosa. That's where our Jesus carried the cross. That you know, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's like, Father, take this cup away from me. Not because he didn't want to die for you and me and bleed on the cross so that we may be saved, but because he was going to take on all our sins, all hell, and was going to be separated from his Papa. But that's where I grew up on the Via del Rosa. We used to run up and down the street, play marbles, and at the age of five. I gave my heart to Christ because uh, we Armenians are my peoples are mostly Orthodox, but I had my family was uh, Protestant and my mom was pr- uh, preaching the gospel, if you will. My dad was preaching the gospel. Mom was teaching Sunday school and she said, There is a man who will love you at all times, will never deny you, will never betray you, will never leave you, will always be with you. This is a friend you need in your life. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, he will love you. And I'm like, who is this man? And she's like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I'm, I accept, I want this man. And I've never turned back. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my savior. And at the age of five, God told me that I was gonna be a heart doctor. So he changed my heart two ways. One physically saying that, uh, and spiritually, I should say that, that, hey, I wanna come into your heart and soul. And two, physically, structurally to say, you're gonna be a heart doctor. And so at uh, age of nine, we moved to a place, a small place, y'all, called Chattanooga, Tennessee, United States of America. And oh my, what a transition. I was beat up because I had pantalons and all the kids had jeans and I had sandals and they had cool shoes. And I was just, I wasn't a thug, but I was just beat up because I was different. And I was called a foreigner, ugly, get out of our town, on and on and on. But in a matter of two years, see, no matter what you do, my, my parents told me, don't fight with your fists, fight on your knees and sit on your behind and study. And so I listened to them and I, I fought on my knees And in a matter of two years, by God's grace, all these kids that hated me voted me the best all around student. I'm, we're talking about 900 kids. So it's, you know, a lot of people say I grew up on the wrong side. You know, when you got Jesus, he's the vine and you're the branch. Oh, He's in you and you're in him. You can do all things. It don't matter where you came from. It don't matter what your last name is. It don't matter if you're a foreigner. It don't matter where you're from. When Jesus is in you, oh, you can conquer this world. And so uh, I, I grew up there, then ultimately moved to a place called Los Angeles, California. And that's why I'm so crazy, y'all, from Jerusalem to Chattanooga to Cali, uh, and uh, try to get a medical school here after going to USC, uh, undergraduate University of Southern Cali, got 27 rejection letters, and uh, my world was falling apart. And I said, dear Lord, and he's like, don't call me my Lord. You, I'm your savior, but I'm not your Lord. Medicine is your Lord. Uh, And I had to give up medicine in a sense. I was getting all these rejection letters and the story is insane once you hear it. But uh, but I gave up medicine because it was my Lord. I, I, I had worshiped that instead of the true God. And I just want to tell us, all of us, that we we can get sidetracked in this life. We love the Lord, but is he really our Lord? Uh, and, And so I gave everything up, and he gave it right back to me. He's a good, gracious, gracious God. I don't deserve anything, but that's what he does. And then ultimately, from going, ultimately getting into cardiology, and then the Lord had told me that I'm going to go to the nations and and we're going to go and feed the poor. and We're going to go heal the sick and we're going to preach the gospel worldwide. And that's what's happening. Uh, and, you know, it's it's all God. It's, it's his grace. It's his mercy. It's his goodness. And I'm in love with him. Y'all I'm in love with the, I'm in love with my God, my Jesus Christ, my Holy Spirit, because with him, I can do all things without him. I ain't nothing. But we're here to rock your planet. So let's do this.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and I know, you know, you've actually been on many different platforms and media and uh, sharing not only uh, medically in terms of of what's been going on, especially now in this time of this pandemic, but you've had the opportunity to share the gospel in many places. Uh, You've been overseas, you've done missions work, you've mentioned that. Uh, Just let us, uh, our our audience, know a little bit more about um, the Beacon of Hearts ministries that you've established and what you're doing.
1: Amen. So we what we'd love to do at the Beacon of Hearts is actually go to a third world country, whether it's the Philippines, Armenia, uh, whether it's Argentina, whether it's Africa, uh, and just go to these places uh, and team up with with pastors there that actually recruit nurses and doctors so they can speak the language. And then we feed the peoples, we line them up And we, uh, you know, from uh, hypertension, high blood pressure, to diabetes, to cholesterol, we take care of them. We supply medicine for a whole year. uh, And then we plug them in with these pastors and doctors so that they'll get continual care. And then preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's body, mind, heart, and soul, and spirit. You know, it's what good is it if you say, well, God bless you, go on your merry way. That's great. Uh, but but to feed somebody and to help somebody medically is a door that God has opened for uh, the Beacon of Hearts so that we can preach the gospel and tell them, you know, no matter where you came from, uh, are just like heart arteries are clogged. And I have to. We have to go in, and we have to put a balloon and a stent and open up that artery. Our souls are clogged with sin uh, and selfishness and, and and ourselves, and and that's how we were born. And the only person you can not call on a cardiologist, you can't call on the mender of hearts. You can call on Thee mender of hearts, Jesus Christ. Uh, You can call the lover of your soul, our God, our savior, our Holy Spirit, and he can open up those clogged spiritual arteries. And without him, without him opening up those arteries, there are two places to go after we die uh and one is heaven and one is hell without him uh, ain't nobody go jesus said in 14 6 of john i'm the way the truth and the life no one is coming to the father except through me so it's jesus christ that takes us to the father takes us to heaven otherwise without jesus uh, there's a place called hell and it's eternal and i love people so much that i don't want to do malpractice in medicine uh, if they need a, uh, an angiogram they get an angiogram if they need aspirin they get an aspirin otherwise if i withhold it that's malpractice so in the spiritual world it's malpractice if i say well god loves and god is good well that ain't uh we're going to hell without jesus christ but there is a savior a lover of your soul who died for you who resurrected from the dead on the third day and he loves you he wants to cleanse your soul and take you to heaven one day so come to him all who are weary come to him all who need rest come to him
0: yeah, Amen, Amen. Yeah, that's powerful. And you know, I was thinking about Jesus in terms of how he ministered to people on the earth when he when he was there over two thousand years ago, and he ministered to them holistically, spirit, soul, and body, and materially. You know, he yeah. he took care of them, and that's what you are involved with as well. We have a a, a similar mission, and uh, we appreciate you you taking this time to be with us. You know, we are going to be just looking at the topic in the scripture uh, about the end times, or we might say the last days. And I know you're very passionate about that. You've written books on the end times and the book of Revelation. And uh, let's just talk about that for a bit. You know, when you read in Second Timothy chapter 3, the first five verses, and, and I'll just go ahead and do that from the New King James Version, it says this, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents unthankful unholy unloving unforgiving slanderers without self-control brutal despisers of good traitors headstrong haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god then it says verse five having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away So Paul writes this back in the first century and, you know, he's speaking of the last days on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, Peter is speaking of that event and he's going back to the book of Joel And, you know, in Joel, it says, and afterwards, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. But Peter says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. So we see this this tension here, uh, you know, this bipolar tension in the sense that we've got the darkness getting darker on the one hand, and then the spirit being poured out also concurrently. And it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 60 which uh of course we know that 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 is also speaking of the ministry of the lord jesus christ but in isaiah 60 it says arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you for behold darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people but the lord you know his glory shall be seen upon you and and so on and so there's this place i believe where in the last days in the end times darkness is going to get darker but what about, what about the church? What about the people of God? And that's what I mean by the church. What, what is happening uh, or what should be happening with the church? If we read the scriptures, um, what, what should we be doing? And, and where are we headed as a church in these last days? How do we live in the midst of this great darkness, these times of great darkness? We're in a pandemic now. It's unprecedented so let let yeah, just let's let's just address that for a moment, would you please? Yes, yeah, sure. So, Brother
1: Glenn, we have to first and foremost. It has to hit us that we really are in the end times, and in my book, Rev it up, verse by verse, the Revelation book. Uh, you you'll see that I'm saying we're in overtime. I don't know whether we're in like uh, single overtime, double overtime, or triple overtime, but we are in overtime. Uh, time as we know it is going to soon come to an end, and people like, well, how do you know that for sure? So first and foremost, uh, we need the, the church to wake up. This is not about, you know, big screens and skinny jeans and, and smoke machines. This, this is time to know the Lord, the our Savior, our, our Master. And so how do we know? You read from uh, Timothy, and you told us that, hey, it, in the last days— People are going to be unholy, unthankful, unforgiving. Uh, they're going to be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, despisers of the good, despisers of the good. Can you imagine that? And that's what's, that was what we are seeing. Uh, to back it up, uh, going a little backwards and going to the Old Testament, you'll find out in Daniel in chapter four, uh, and oh no, actually it's in chapter 12, verse four, that he says, Daniel, shut up these words and seal it up. And you're like, why, why would he say that? And he continues and says, seal it up until the end times. And you're like, well, when is the end times? And he'll continue and say, until people go to and fro and knowledge is increased. This is unreal because this is when people are going to and fro and knowledge has increased. For instance, for knowledge, in the, up to 1900, we had knowledge increase or double every 100 years. Okay, But in 1945, it started escalating and knowledge started increasing every 25 years. 1980, knowledge started increasing or doubling every 12 years. We are living in a day. This is mind-blowing. That knowledge is increasing every 12 to 13 hours. This is when knowledge has increased. And and when he says to and fro, I mean, the Bible is so... It's so beautiful. You can try to ban it. You can try to burn it. You can try to just get rid of it. It ain't. It's not going anywhere because the word is Jesus Christ and he has resurrected. So you can't bury Jesus Christ. You can't bury the Bible. This is how good the Bible is. It can't be refuted prophetically, uh, medically, uh, archaeologically, historically. The book is solid and, and it's just people who come against it. Ultimately die. But let me tell you, the book, this Bible, my favorite book. It ain't never going to die. So uh, how about to and fro? When people go to and fro, what does that mean? Well, travel has increased like crazy. It was almost to this day, it was December 17th, 1903, Kitty Hawk. The Wright brothers, they flew the plane four times, short distances. Uh, and you know, today we have almost 200,000 flights per day. Maybe not today uh, when we have the pandemic, but that, and last year, actually, it was in July of 2019 that on one given day, there was 230,000 flights on one day. That, that's insanity. That's a quarter of a million. And, and that's when people are going to and fro. So when you study the book of Daniel, you're like, wait, what does he mean by to and fro and knowledge increase? All you got to do is look at the evidence. And the evidence is saying we're going to and fro. And the evidence is saying knowledge has increased. Another thing that I want to relate to our viewers, our the beloved viewers that are watching us now, is that in the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 38, we talk about the God and Magog war, and we talked, you talked, brother Glenn, about the church, uh, and I'm getting there. But, but this is so important uh, because the next thing on the prophetic calendar is the rapture. We're going to be taken out. We're going to. Snatched away in a blinking of an eye, according to First Corinthians 15, 51, 52, and First Thessalonians chapter 4, 12 through 16. In a blink of an eye, we're taken off. Jesus is coming for his church. And I don't mean if you and I are sitting pretty with our ties on, or uh, people got makeup on, and you go on and sitting and being you know, all goody-goody on a Sunday or whatever it might be, or or view, viewing uh a church from your phone or computers that don't make you go to heaven the only way you and i go to heaven is if we know jesus christ and he knows us and we're written in the book of life and the only way to get there is through the blood of jesus christ and the blood of the lamb so the church next thing on the calendar is is for his beloved to go to be taken up and then then there will be a seven year period of harsh tribulation y'all thought this was nutty COVID-19, where we here in California have to wait in lines that are two hours before we can get toilet paper or water. You think that's nutty? Try the tribulation. No, don't try the tribulation because okay. you're going to need the 666 on your a right hand or the forehead to go get your toilet paper and get the water. But I'm warning you, if you don't make it, if, if you don't make it in the rapture, and you're stuck in the tribulation, never take the 666, because if you do, you will be forever damned in hell. It's irreversible. Nobody could take away whatever it is, the chip, tattoo, whatever it might be. You can't take it away. So that's selling your soul to Satan. So the next thing on the calendar, rapture, followed by the tribulation, and in about the first six months of this tribulation there will be the Gog and Magog war that's not Armageddon Armageddon is seven years later when Jesus comes back in the second coming so the rapture is different the second coming is different they're separated by seven years so the next thing that happens is the God and Magog war which we read on is Ezekiel 38 and you can go to Daniel 11 as well and and listen to what it says it will be when a time when there will be peace in Israel and the walls will go down and the guns will be settled down. When would, has that happened in Israel? Never. It will happen when the Antichrist signs a peace treaty with the Arab nations and Israel, and Israel, in because the Antichrist will act like the Messiah and he's not, the, and Israel will be fooled and they'll sign a treaty for seven years, which will be broken in three and a half years. So that treaty will be signed. Israel will be in a peaceful time. They will lay down. Down their walls, lay down in their arms, and then the Antichrist will come in the Gog and Magog war. And why is this so important in the end times? Because it says that Syria and uh, Gog, which is Russia, and in Iran, which is Persia, they will get, get together as a unholy alliance and people like when that was written in ezekiel 38 people like that's dumb russia didn't even exist but this is how god is he is that good that he can predict before time he can predict in all eternity that this alliance was going to occur and it has occurred today it occurred a couple of years ago and people said that could never happen russia and iran are in syria right now and their boots and their armies are there and they are ready to pounce on Israel and that's why Israel has the Golan Heights to protect themselves so it already ha- what has prophesied 2006- 2,600 years ago is occurring today it's already, it's, it's going to happen. This war, Gog and Magog war is going to happen. So I, I'm just aligning things for you to let you know that number one, if you're in denial that this is the end times, our brother Glenn read to you from Second from Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 5, that it's, uh, people are going to be unholy, unthankful. Despisers of good, traitors, slanderers, that's what we're seeing today. Lovers of themselves, lovers of money, uh, uh, having the form of godliness, yet not knowing God. That's today. And the Ezekiel 38 is, is about to happen. We got to and fro and knowledge increasing. There's godlessness uh, and, and there's shamelessness as, as found in Noah's time in Genesis chapter 6. It's time. It's time for the end time. Yeah. And you can deny it all you want to, but the church better wake up and it ain't time to be oh, all <laughs> hallelujah and let's go to lunch. It's time to get on your knees. It's time to pray. It's time to intercede. It's time to take down uh, and, and open up our eyes. Like Elisha told Gehei, uh, his, his, um, his servant saying, oh, Lord, open up his eyes. It's time to see the chariots of fire. It's time to fight. It's time to be still. No, he's God, but it's time to fight on our knees. Hallelujah
0: to the Lamb of God. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Thank you. You know, just going back to 2 Timothy 3 and verse 5, when it says, you know, you're, it's talking about all these vices and and the, the uh, behaviors of people. And clearly we go, oh, well, that's all the people in the world because that's the way they live. But then he says, they'll have a form of godliness, but they'll deny the power. You know, one translation says, although they will act religious, you know so they'll they'll act religious now you think about that when that was written when paul said that you know i mean those were authentic believers back in that time and then throughout the years now and here we are over two thousand years later you know we've got all these denominations all these splinters and then these different segments uh, of christianity different views theologically but ultimately when he says having a form of godliness but denying the power you know, the greek word it's dunamis of course that that's not just talking about well these are the cessationists versus the charismatics and he's really referring there to a people that have not their lives are not lining up they're not being transformed by the power of god you know jesus said every good tree bears good fruit and many years ago martin luther said it's basically it's not the fruit that makes the tree good but it's the tree that makes the fruit good and and I really believe that today we see a lot of people that they profess to know Jesus Christ and, and, uh, but yet their lifestyle, according to Titus denies that. And so there, there has to be a change, a shift in terms of how we're living so that we are really, if we're authentically born again, his, the Bible says that the very nature of God lives on us in first John three, nine, which is his seed is in us. And I really believe the Bible says in Philippians 2 that God works in us to will and to do his good pleasure. So there are people that have this form of godliness. They profess, but they really don't know Jesus Christ. Not getting into Calvinism versus Arminianism right now, that's not where I'm headed. But ultimately, we see a lot of Christians today that um, are not living godly lives. In fact, there's been some studies done by the Barna Research Group and, and others that have said basically in many particularly in America there's a lot of people that say they're Christians but their lifestyle is just the same as the world and that's a sad thing so in light of where we are and how critical these times are how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ how should we live what you know what are some things that that need to happen and again I'm not just saying by changing our behavior, you know, behavior modification. I know it comes from the heart, but as you said, this is a time of wake up, but what can the church do? How, how should we shift into this place of godliness, especially in the midst of this worldwide pandemic right now, where fear and anxiety is increased and so on?
1: Well, I think we have to realize again, that we're in not only the end times but we're actually in the garden of Gethsemane moment and, and that takes us to Mark chapter 14. And when Jesus was uh, battling with his papa, uh, take this cup away from me. And again, I want to emphasize: it's not that Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. He is a servant. He is a—he's God's servant. He's God's son. He is God. Yet he was God's servant, and and he he was willing to go to the cross. He just hated the notion, the idea that he was going to be separated from his God. Because when it was darkness, and he took on all our sins on his body, uh, th- his papa had to turn his back. Uh, from his son they were separated for the first time and and that's what jesus was struggling with that's why he bled from the forehead so he tells his disciples uh 11 of them and then the three closest one uh john james and peter uh hey you guys you guys sit here and you pray with me get on your knees and pray i I need help and so he goes and talks to his papa father take this cup away he comes back and you know peter's got a cpap machine on (laughs) because he's snoring and and he's uh He's snoring away, and all the other two are snoring away. And, and Jesus is like, could, could you guys not stay awake with me uh, just for an hour, just, just to be yeah. with me? And and a lot of people think Jesus is reprimanding them. He's like slapping them upside down. Jesus, there is no condemnation in Jesus Christ. He's not here to slap us. He's, he's here to lift us up. And the reason why Jesus is telling the disciples this is that he wants them not to fall into temptation and the the next three days when he was he he was going to resurrect from the grave it would have been much softer and easier for these disciples it's easy for me to say easier for them if they had just watched and prayed as jesus said so let's go back to what jesus is saying watch and pray and i believe that's in mark chapter 14 and i'd have to turn to it but it's probably in um verse 30 or 33 uh let's see mark 14 Mm -hmm. Okay, 38, Mark uh, 14, 38, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. And so uh, watch, watch what? It ain't talking about watch television people. People, Christian peoples are coming to me and they're like, Dr. Sam, what are we gonna do? I'm like, chill, stop, hold on. What you've been (laughs) watching? Of course, they've been watching the news. They've been watching the false prophets of Baal. Who put on pretty little dresses and pretty little ties put on makeup and proclaim to you that this is what's happening in the world and we have the antichrist agenda we're not saying that but that's what you're going to get and we're going to feed your face and your throat and your eyes and your ears and your mind and your soul and people are sitting there and they're they're taking this in They're watching television. They're watching the news. They're freaking out. Y'all know I have not watched television or I have not. I should say I have not watched the news since November the 3rd. I'm like, okay, you're fired. All of (laughs) y'all are fired. You don't get me no more. You don't put your angst on me. You don't put your false prophecy on me. You don't tell me how I think this is. My Bible tells me how I pray. My Bible tells me how I think. So I've switched over. I've even stopped watching sports. You ain't going to tell me how to think. You're not going to tell me what to say. My Bible's going to tell me what to say. And so the, the word of God, I've been watching the word of God so much closer. And I, I, I can even get closer than that. I need to. And this yeah. is not a legalistic thing. Like I'm timing myself. How much time are you spending with God? No, no, no. This is all day long. I want to spend time with God all day long. I want to constantly pray. And you're like, how do you do that? Well, when you walk from your car to a building, say, Lord, I thank you for my legs. Some people don't have legs, Lord. I'm walking and that's your grace. You think you walk because you're human? You walk because Jesus Christ gives you the strength to get up every day, whether you know him or not. Jesus is the, he's the spirit of God. And he is God that gives you life. And Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Y'all need to know that. And so here we go. This is what's happening. Watch, and people are like watching TV, watching TV, watching TV. And they're like, why am I depressed? Uh, Why am I sad? Uh, Why am I uh, angry? Uh, Hello? (laughs) Because you're watching sad, depressed, and angry. So y'all need to stop watching the television. Y'all need to start watching Jesus. That's when you get all excited. I can't tell you how much peace I got. Y'all know that peace that Jesus talks about in John 14, 27? He says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give it to you like the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't let it be dismayed. And sometimes my heart gets troubled. And because it's a command that he said, don't let your hearts be troubled. I look down at my heart. I said, heart, stop being troubled. (laughs) I literally have to talk to my heart and talk to myself at times. So, watch and pray. And that's the secret for our church, not, not get up and get another agenda and say, we need to do this and, and feed the community. You know, that's beautiful. That's what we're here for, right? We're here as the light of the world and we need to feed the community, but it's another committee and it's another committee and they go get this and go get that. And at the end of the day, did did I read the Bible and did I pray? Uh, that's the question, and and it's not like oh, yes I did, and, and uh, that's a check mark. It's a no check mark. This is a relationship in love with Jesus Christ, so that He may empower you and strengthen you and uphold you with His righteous right hand. Church, I'm telling you, we're in Book of Revelation, Chapter Three, and this is the Church of Laodicea all saying, I'm so good, I'm so right, I'm so perfect, I'm so beautiful, I'm so righteous, and they're pitiful, blind, and poor. So the identity, Brother Glenn, is all warped. The identity of the church today and us Christians think, we got it, we got it, we're good, we're powerful, you ain't nothing, nothing. Without Jesus, we're nothing. But with him, we can do all things. So wake up. It's wake up time. It's wake up time.
0: Watch and pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Dr. Sam. You know, having traveled to different places in the world and uh, some places where it's really tough to be a Christian, it's not easy. You are in the minority. You may be persecuted and so on. It's amazing what God is doing. We're seeing this uh, righteous, you know, pure bride of Christ arising that just has a heart for the Lord, is in love with the Lord, is being obedient to the Great Commission. It's just a powerful thing. And then, you know, when you, when you do the studies, you see the irony is that the places where um, in recent years you know the past 100 200 years or so christianity was was uh, dispersed from western europe and and north america and now the southern hemisphere whether it's south america africa you know is south asia uh, southeast asia in particular the places where christianity is really growing and it's a powerful day that we live in. On one hand, we see the darkness, and even as you said, the form of godliness with no power. Uh, but then, on the other hand, as Jesus, uh, as as uh, Peter said in Acts two, God is pouring out a spirit. There is a work of His spirit that's happening. People are awakening. And they're moving, they're growing in, in their relationship, walking with God, and and seeing their nations uh, even change. You know, there's there's over a million people a year coming to Christ in Indonesia, which is the world's largest uh, Muslim nation by population, fourth largest country in the world by population. God is moving, things are happening, so we thank God for that. Right now, you may be watching this broadcast and you don't know um, Jesus Christ, the one uh, that Dr. Sam shared about that even when he was a child, he came to know this uh, Jesus Christ who is King of kings, Lord of lords. He's the son of God. He is the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world to take away the sins of the world. I'm going to ask Dr. Sam just to talk to you for a moment, then we're going to pray. And we're going to give you the opportunity to respond to Jesus in the only appropriate way, which is to surrender your life and to put your faith in him. Dr. Sam, would you just uh, speak to our viewers and share the word of the Lord? Amen.
1: The The word of the Lord is so beautiful. It, it, it's in uh, Psalm uh, 17, where it says the law of the Lord is perfect. It, it's not Ninety percent there. It's not ninety nine percent there. The law of the Lord is perfect, and it revives your soul. And, and I want to talk to people who are really hurting today. Uh, you know, COVID, in one way, is slapping the world. Uh, it's it's like flooring the world, actually, and, and you know, forcing the world to just abide and indoors and lockdowns. And a lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, a lot of people have lost their incomes. Some people have lost their family members their beloved their their loved ones and this has not been an easy year by any means and i really do believe it's all satanic it's demonic because satan comes to steal to kill and destroy but god has come to give us life and give us life more abundantly so i want to talk to the folks who are Uh, just have an unrest in your heart uh, and unrest in your soul saying this can't be it. This uh, this life can't be. I I worked all the way to here to get to here and now I'm losing it and I I don't even know what 2021 is going to hold for me. I I don't know where to turn to. I don't know to turn to people, to turn to drugs, to turn to pornography, to turn to the internet, to turn to the news. I don't know where to go and and no matter what I do, I have an unrest in my soul. I, I can't live like this anymore. The suicide rate has escalated exponentially these days. It's so sad to hear from my patients that their two grandkids tried to commit suicide. And this just happened the other day. And I'm, I'm hearing this. I'm seeing it. This is not a, a falsehood. It's not like what I'm trying to get on the internet. I'm seeing it myself. So the law of the Lord is perfect and it revives your soul. And that's what I want Our loved ones, wherever you are in the whole world, if you're feeling that way and and you're like, I, I I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to give, I'm just going to hang this up. I'm done. I need you to turn to the love, to love the Lord. And I don't mean like do this and do that. That's religion. It's a bunch of do's and it, it tells you to do the do's. And if you can't do the do's, then you feel like a fool and you're like, I'm giving up. Uh, Jesus is not that way. Jesus did it for you. He died on the cross. He, he came and said, okay, all the religions, you're trying to get up to God and you're not being able to. So Christianity is that I, God, not I, but God himself he, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit say, I will come down to you because you can't come up to me. So I'll send my only son, they'll batter him, they'll beat him, they'll mock him, they'll sneer at him, they'll scorn him. They'll say, who's your mama and who's your daddy? And they'll put him on the cross. And then they'll say, ha, if you're the son of God, come on down. Let's see you do miracles, which you did before. Come on down. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he died for you and me. And that blood, I'm telling you, I'm going I'm to give you all something medical here. That blood, you know, your blood can be O. It could be A, it could be B, or it could be A, B. If you got O, you can donate your blood to anybody. Jesus didn't have any A, B, A, B, or O. He had D, divine blood. And that divine blood is, is the Holy Spirit's blood. That's the purest form of blood you can get. And he will give you a transfusion, no doctor, no cardiologist, no, nobody can give you. And that will clean, cleanse your heart and soul and bring complete peace, peace that you're missing in your life and the unrest. And he says, come to me, all who are weary, I'm going to give you rest. Isn't it time for you to rest? Isn't it time for you to come and say, I'm, I'm done with not only what's around me, but I'm done with myself and I need a savior and I'm coming to Jesus. I can't climb up anymore. I, I, I'm climbing up and I'm falling. But let He's climbed down. He's come down to your level and my level. And you say, oh, Dr. Sam, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've said. You don't know what my hands have done. Jesus' hands took everything out for you. He bled. He, he, he got nailed to the cross. And that blood, it will erase every single thing. It will even grace the guilt that you and I live with. Not only the sin, but the guilt of the sin. And it doesn't cover the sin. In the Old Testament, they covered the sin. This cleanses the sin. It's gone. It's over. So it's time for you to come to him. And all you got to do is say, Papa, Father, I... I'm hearing these, this uh, crazy pastor in Canada and this crazy cardiologist in, in ca- California. And they're like, hey, they're like saying, there's a Savior that loves me? Yes. And all you got to do is say, Father, I'm a sinner. I, I, I'm beside myself. I, I'm done with myself. I need a Savior. I, I accept your son. I accept the fact that you sent him and he died on the cross for me. And, and he rose from the dead to conquer death and sin and hell. I take him in my heart and I received the witness of the Holy spirit in my heart and I'm cleansed. And when I die, whenever that is, I'm going to see you face to face because I'm going to be in heaven with you. And I ask that you give me the peace and, and Jesus will give you peace and rest right now, supernaturally. And those who are hurting in their bodies, you, you have cancer. Uh, you have cataracts. You have uh, ears that don't work. You have lungs that don't work, heart, belly, peptic ulcer disease in the name of Jesus. In the spiritual world, when he said it is finished, that means you're healed. All you have to say, you don't got to do nothing. It's not up to you to do nothing. He did everything for you. Say, Father, I received this. I, I received my healing. The doctor's report said, I'm done. I'm telling you, there is a doctor that's greater than all the doctors of the world. His name is Jesus. And in the name of Jesus and by his stripes, you are healed. And according to 1 Peter 2, 24, you were healed just in the spiritual realm say i'm i'm saying that i'm healed not because i i think that if i say it long enough it'll happen no it's already happened i'm healed in the name of jesus and by his stripes and i'm saved by the blood of the lamb man your life will change that's that's the beauty of walking with jesus christ
0: wow amen amen wow powerful yeah if you were you just heard dr sam That is your invitation to come into God's kingdom to receive the full redemption of Jesus Christ spiritually for your soul, your mind, your emotions, your will and for your body, even healing for your body. If there's anything that we can do to help you, just go ahead visit my website. My name is Glenn Blakeney. It's awakenations.org. You can just send a prayer request. You can contact us with a testimony. Say, hey, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today, and I'm going to let Dr. Sam know about that as well. Just before we go, I'm just going to turn it back to Dr. Sam just tell us a little bit about uh, ways people can connect with you. I know you have uh, books, you've got videos, they can connect with you on social media and so on. Uh, just tell our viewers how they can uh, and they can do that.
1: Hey Amen, so on, on Instagram, I get crazy enough uh, to put little videos on. And I, I, I try to make it like 55 seconds and shorter, uh, so people, people don't have much time. But it's a powerful word, because it, the word of God is powerful. So you can catch me on Instagram, and it's the at sign, D-R, it stands for Dr. D-R. Ooh, y'all ready for this? Kojiglanian, D-R, Kojiglanian, K O J O G L A N i-a-n at dr kojiglanian or dr kojiglanian so you can uh we can and people uh not text message me but direct message me and and keep in touch with me there also the website beaconofhearts.org b-e-a-c-o-n-o-f-h-e-a-r-t-s dot o-r-g and you get a lot of videos there and a prophecy um, uh, and uh, Sweet Hour of Prayer, you can follow me on Instagram at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Every Thursday, we get together from all over the world, and people join from Africa, from Indonesia, from Philippines, from Armenia to, uh, to Canada, to uh, South Africa, uh, South America, and, and we just pray together. It's called the Sweet Hour of Prayer, and I Preach the Gospel, a uh, short segment, and it's people love it. We just have a good time. So that's how they can get a hold of me and, uh, and I, they'll be blessed. Uh, it's a blessing to walk with the Lord. And it's a, it's a blessing to take that light and shine it to the world. And, and even on the, the website, they can see my books. The new books are called Rev It Up, the Rev It Up series on the book of Revelation. It's not only Revelation, you'll get the whole Bible. So it's exciting. You can see it all there um, and blessings to you, all our, our viewers. God bless them. I just want to say, God bless you. God, keep you. God, shine his beautiful face upon you and your family and send his angels, the Psalm 91 angels, to guard you. There may be a thousand that falls on your side and 10,000 on your right hand, but in the name of Jesus, it shall not come near you. Oh, Oh, that's powerful because that's the word of God and it revives the soul in the name of Jesus. I'm so excited to have been with the, the beloved and our Pastor Glenn. It's It's been a wonderful time together.
0: Yes, it has been an amazing time. I really appreciate your passion for the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, what, what an amazing thing to see you pro- excel professionally, but also to have this great heart for the lord's people for the lost those who don't know jesus to share the gospel with them and to also equip and disciple the saints so thank you again dr sam for being with us we i appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and a sec especially because we tried this once and it didn't work out but hey this time it did praise god and we are going to get this video uh, edited we're going to get it up and uh, make sure that it goes all over uh, the internet and social media platforms as well. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. I know you're very busy and uh, we'll talk with you soon. Thank you so much.